Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the things you can do as our client to help us make the most magical vacation for you as possible. Convoluted and weird, but I think you'll be able to follow us once we get started. I am joined via the internet by our panel of experts, Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Dreams Unlimited Travel, Susan Kelly. Hi, everyone. And Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hola. Hi, guys. Um, Hi, everybody at home. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. So this episode is inspired by the fact that a lot of times we get contacted by folks and they say, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know where to start, what to do, but I want to go to Walt Disney World or on a cruise or on an Adventures by Disney trip, and they don't know what to do to get started. But in addition, it's also sort of inspired by the fact that sometimes um, folks are reluctant to give us the information we need to provide them with the best quote possible. And we're going to explain a little bit about why that's important and why hopefully you can trust us with your information. I think you should be able to trust us. You can be faithful. Really? How could you not trust us? Except maybe Susan. Really? (laughs) I got to do a little, I got to get special effects for like a little twinkle in my eye. Ding! (laughs) All right. So first and foremost, I'm going to start with really, really, really high level stuff. And the high level stuff is if you have a Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent or you see somebody on our show and you like them and you connect with them, contact them directly. Um, that will help you establish a relationship with them. Now, that's not going to say later on you might not have to fill out one of our forms, which we'll get into, but at least if you start with a conversation and you start with what people want to know and what what uh, what they need to know from you to get you a quote or to understand what it is you want to do. So let's say, for example, you don't know where you want what you want to do or how you want to start. There might be discussions of budget, There might be discussions of time to go, um, things like that, that will help you, or your goal of your vacation. You know, everybody's vacation goals are different. So this is important that if you can connect with an agent, it's going to help you right from the beginning. So that's sort of the high level advice I can give is to try to get with an agent. But you don't have an agent, you don't want to write to somebody who's already on the show, or maybe you're not thinking that they're the right person for you best thing you can do for us is to fill out one of our quote request forms on our site. No obligation. You send it over. You get a quote. We're not nowhere on our form. Do we ask you for money or credit cards or anything like that? It's strictly so that we can gather the information we need to provide you with that quote. And a lot of times folks don't want to give us all their information. They feel that it might be a little intrusive. Why do I have to give you all of this up front? The reason why we're asking for the information we are on these sites is because this is what Disney needs or whatever the travel provider is, Royal Caribbean or Norwegian Cruise Lines. That's the information they need from us to give us a quote for you. And hold it. I think that's the bigger difference. If you call Disney, you can ask for a quote without giving them anything, but then you have nothing. If you if we 
provide a quote for you. We put a hold for a certain amount of time for you to make a decision. And the only way Disney will do that is if you, if I as an agent, provide them with that information. Correct. Yep, I was getting to that. The, the thing that the reason why we require the information as opposed to just saying, here's a quote for you, is because, again, Kevin said, we go to Disney and we ask for a complimentary hold for whatever amount of time that Disney will allow us. That allows us to get back to you and to provide, provide you the quote and give you time to think about it and then go forward from there whether it requires additional quoting or whether you're ready to pull the trigger and make a payment. But that's why our forms were specifically designed to provide us with the information to send to Disney. And again, we get a lot of, well, I don't want to give you the dates of birth for all of your child, all of my children. I get it. I understand this day and age, the internet's scary. You don't want to put stuff on the internet. We are a very secure site. We use encryption to collect and transmit and store your data. Um, only specific people in our company has access to your information at any given time when they need it. So we are really good about keeping our clients' information secure. Been in business 21 years, so we think we've got a pretty good handle on how to do it. So, again, that's what we're saying. Fill out a form, get in our system, get us your information, get all the specifics to us so we can provide a quote. Now, the next thing that happens, though, is that, yeah, you might get to our quote and you might say, listen, you want to know my resort? You want to know what when I want to travel? You want to know? I don't even know where to start. This is the type of thing that, you know, might start to confound people. So what we want to talk to you about is how do you approach those questions on our form? How do you look at them and decide what you want to do? Again, if you want to just submit it as is and get it in our system, You'll get contacted by an agent who will do some follow-up work. But if you want to sort of consider what it is you need to send us, we've got some tips for you on that. So one of the things that we want to start with is um, people always say this. They say, I want to quote for four people, and I want to know what all your deals are. Well, why is that almost impossible, Susan, to provide some of the quote? <laughs> it's extremely impossible because, first of all, deals are only um, for certain times of the year. Right now, we have promotions up through September, which is extremely long. Usually, they do it one quarter at a time. Uh, but right now, we do have some deals up through September. Um, it for the deals, it also is resort oriented. Not all the resorts are uh, get the deals, uh, room categories, for instance. So in particular, um, if they're looking for, you know, like a three bedroom grand villa, you're not going to get a discount on that. So it's really hard because there are so many resorts. There's so many room categories on top within those resorts as well. So just to say, Oh, I, you know, just tell me what your deals are for, you know, between now and December, it's, it's impossible to do. So what I usually do is um, I'll always email the client back. I go, let's try to narrow this down because a lot of times the clients have somewhat of an idea of when they would like to go, even if it's like a two week period, like I can go July 1st to the 15th, you know? That helps us because that will narrow down to what is going to be best for them in the long run. 
But to just say, you know, because I trust me, I have friends and family like, oh, I want to go to Disney. How much does it cost? Okay, impossible to answer (laughs) until I get more information. Yeah, (laughs) one million dollars, forty thousand dollars, and make the checkout to Susan Kelly. (laughs) Exactly, K E L L Y. (laughs) So just to just to sort of um, give a different slant on what you said. So so our form, we say, what are your travel dates? Yes. And even if you are flexible or you have a wide open thing or you don't know when you want to go, if you put the dates in there that work for you, sort of, we have a a note section on our form. So you can say, I'm not married to these dates or I'm looking for any date around here or I'm just looking to go at the cheapest time of year. The agent will then work with you from that point forward. So that's why we want you to pick dates because we need something to start with. Correct. You know, you can't just say, I get all this time. When's the cheapest time to go? And my answer to them is somewhat. <laughs> when? Last week. <laughs> Last week. Yeah. <laughs> my joke answer to them is, well, anytime you can't go is the cheapest time to go. Because it's in, invariably when kids are in school and not a holiday and, you know, not when people are not during the summer. So it's usually those are times that people can travel. So talk a little bit about seasonality at Disney and timing and what pricing kind of sort of follows when it comes to Disney. Okay. So with Disney, they have their value season, value dates. Um, and I, in the travel industry, we call it a shoulder, which is in between the value and the high. So you have your month of January after the uh, first of the year through the first week of February, where you have a little bit of a lower season. You're going to have lower prices, Um, school break week. So basically from mid-February to mid-April, you're in high season. These are college breaks, private school breaks, regular school breaks for the public schools in the U.S., and they all overlap each other. So that's going to be a very busy time. End of April through May, up through the holiday. Again, you're in like in between. It's not quite the lowest season. Holiday for Memorial Day, you go back up. June is a mid-level season, like that shoulder season. July and August, because kids are on school, out of school, I should say, this is prime time for Disney, one of the prime times for them. September, one of the lowest months to go. This year, October, will be crazy busy <laughs> because of, of the 50th, which we're all excited about. Um, so the fall is going to be a little busier this year, October, November, and December. Your holiday weeks are always busy, busy, busy. But I think the off weeks for October, November, and December will still be on the a little bit, maybe on the busier side. We'll call it moderate. Um, and that's only because it's after the 1st of October. People want to get down there now to celebrate the 50th, which we do have 18 months to do. So you don't have to rush down all at once. Um, But that's usually how the year goes with Disney. It kind of goes up and down, up and down, up and down. So, And I think it's important to point out, too, that, um, you know, we are, this is uh, 2021, beginning of 2021. And we are now entering a time that's really unprecedented for what's going to happen at Walt Disney World. Not only is it the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, there are a whole bunch of new rides that are going to be open, um, and those are going to draw crowds. But in addition, we're seeing a lot of pent-up vacation demand. 
folks had to put their vacations off for one, some people even two years, mm-hmm. you know, so they are excited to go. They want to go They're They're, they're putting their money down. They're booking their vacations. Um, this is true of Disney cruise line. We're seeing a lot of demand for future cruises because of those folks who love to cruise who couldn't go. Um, Kevin sees it with adventures by Disney. You know, it's people had to cancel their trips. We had to cancel a trip twice. You know, our Egypt uh, Adventures by Disney trip, we had to cancel a couple of times. So, again, we, we're talking about these times that are less busy, but I think we're looking at sort of an unprecedented situation at this time. Something else to keep in mind that Disney has gotten smart. in uh, When they've had traditionally low seasons, they're running the marathons. And then they're going to go into flower and garden. And before you know it, it will be Mickey's very merry or Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, which runs from May through <laughs> beginning of November. Let people know you're joking. They do know I'm joking, but it's no, like, people are it used say to be Halloween, and now it starts in August. Right. So Disney's trying to fill those slow times and they're getting, re- they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you come to us and say, I want to travel when it's the least expensive, follow Susan's advice for that. But keep it in mind that too, again, there's an unprecedented time we're in. So next up is resort choice. People say, I don't care. Or they've heard things from a friend and want to stay someplace. Or they just don't get it. Because there are so many resorts at Walt Disney World. Help us talk to people from a strictly from a budget standpoint of the resort because each resort is going to have its own amenities and its own pluses and minuses. I think strictly from a budget standpoint, it's the easiest way to approach it. Right. So Disney has um, different categories that they put their resorts in. You're going to start with your value resorts. These are going to be the least expensive um, resorts and rooms on property The value resorts in regular rooms only hold a maximum of four people plus a child under the age of three in a crib. So if you have a family of five or six, it's not going to work unless you do the family suites that are at the value resorts. Family suites will run a little bit higher because the more room you want at Disney, the more you're going to pay. The next level that they have is the moderate resorts. And these fall in the price range above the value, but below the deluxe ones. Um, These will fit either four or five in a room, plus a child under the age of three in a crib. After that, you're going to get into your deluxe resorts. These are going to sit closest to the parks. They're going to have the biggest rooms. Some are going to be on the monorail, like the Grand Floridian, Contemporary, and Polynesian. Some are going to be in walking distance to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, like the Yacht Club, the Beach Club, and the Boardwalk. Um, and then there's the one over at Animal Kingdom that sits closest to Animal Kingdom. So these these will sit closest to the theme parks, which are very, very convenient. But these will also be the most expensive on top of it. Then beyond that, they also have the villas. So you have your deluxe villas, which are usually attached to um, a deluxe resort. Like, for instance, Beach Club has the Beach Club villas. Boardwalk has the Boardwalk villas. They have standalones. They have the Old Key West. 
and Saratoga Springs, which is down in the Disney Springs area. So these will accommodate bigger families and they'll start with studios, one bedroom, two bedroom and three bedroom villas. So they're gonna offer the widest range of accommodations to choose from for the larger families, but you will pay more because they are deluxe. Yeah, in addition, the villas have kitchens, yep. um, washers, and washers dryers. and dryers. <laughs> so a lot of lot more um, lot more amenities than a standard hotel room. Exactly. And I'm going to go back to the Dreams Unlimited Travel forms. So if you got to this section of what Susan said, and you're trying to take notes, and you think I don't understand, I can't do it. On our form, we have any value resort is as a selection that you can choose. And that just means that when your agent gets it, they know that you're interested in a value resort. And then maybe from your notes or further communication, you can then narrow it down. You know, you might say any value resort, but um, I don't like the all-stars. I don't want to stay at the all-stars. And that really does help us when they put those notes in there. Um, What I usually do when I, pull it from the queue and I go to work on it for the client. If they just say value resort, I'm going to look at well, the two most popular. Well, the most popular one right now is pop century because it's on the Skyliner system. It usually runs a pretty good deal uh, when there's a promotion out and everything, but I'll give them the choice. And what I personally like to do as an agent, when the client is putting in value and they don't really list a value for me, I will email the client a quote via email and I'll say, I just want to give you some pricing beforehand. If this resort is not, in, if you're not interested in this resort, I'll be happy to price another resort for you. And I have a link to our WDW info page that shows the resort um, so they can see what the rooms look like and stuff like that and everything. Because a lot of people, like you said, just don't know where to start. And if they start with saying, I want a value, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to work on that value, but I'm going to leave a conversation open that you're not stuck with that. You can do what you want to do. and We can figure this out because it's your vacation. We want to make this the best vacation for you. So it's going to be on your particulars, your family size, where you want to stay, what's most important to you. So there's a lot of different things that goes into this. Exactly. And then the other thing we want, folks understand too is even within a resort there are room categories so you might say okay i'm going to pick all stars because i know it's um one of the least expensive of the value resorts but the only thing that might be available is a preferred view preferred location right and then you might say well how come this is more money than that or something like that when i thought i was getting the cheapest so keep in mind that there are also uh, room types that will affect the price of your of your vacation. Also, while you're talking about this, you really should know what kind of vacationer you are. Is this going to be a sleep and shower kind of place where you drag yourself in at night and are out first thing in the morning? Then you might not need any high-level luxury accommodations. You're just looking for someplace dark. Right. If you think you're going to cook in your room, that's also another thing. I know what kind of vacationer I am. I am not up and out at the first thing in the morning. I'd rather sit around and have coffee for a little bit and maybe 
a little bit of breakfast. So that, um, that affects what kind of room I would pick. At the very minimum, I would need a coffee pot and a refrigerator. But you have to know that. Are you looking to hang around the pool and swim and do activities with your family? Then you might want to go above a value resort. Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind, too, is Walt Disney World, there's so much to do and see. Even as Kevin mentioned, at your resort, you know, there's some resorts have uh, entertainment and amenities and things that are worth staying at the resort for. But you don't have to be in your resort to enjoy all the things at Walt Disney World. And there's so much to see and do. It could take your whole day. You could fill your whole day with stuff to do. So, and I think a lot of that too comes with what is your family dynamic? Who's going? What's your age? Are there kids? Are there, are there older folks going with you? All of that has to be taken into consideration when you are looking at a vacation, especially Walt Disney World vacation. Because of so many choices and so many options, you got to kind of narrow it down. Um, and I was going to say one more thing. I was going to say, also that changes with age. You know, I don't know about you guys, but first trips to Walt Disney World was all about go, 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 go. <laughs> right? Yes, you know, you, it was. <laughs> you want to yep. get up first thing in the morning and you want to do rope drop and you want to experience all the rides and everything. And then, you know, as you get a little older, you decide, <laughs> you know, sleeping in's nice. Yeah. And having a nice <laughs> that's, breakfast that's awesome. is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's I asked Don the other night if he wanted to get up. I asked him at night. I said, do you want to set the alarm and go to rope drop? And it was just like, you're joking, right? <laughs> drop. My God. Uh, All right. So now, in addition to the stuff we talked about, which is, oh, we have to talk about tickets. And I apologize. I almost skipped over tickets. And then I'm going to go on to add-ons. Okay. But, um, yeah, another question we get from folks is, well, how many tickets do I really need? You know, how many days of tickets? Is there enough? If we're going for seven days, is it enough to get a three-day ticket or a five-day ticket? Can I do something every day? So how do we approach tickets with uh, guests, especially Susan guests who don't um, really know, who don't have the knowledge to, to, to experience, to know what kind of tickets would suit them? Right. So what I usually do is um, if they're going for, let's base this on a seven-night stay. I would suggest to them, let's just start with the price of a four-day ticket for you because there are four theme parks. And if you want to experience all four, um, the four-day is going to be your best option. Um, from there, we can then look at, is park hopper an option for you? Are you going to be the type of person that's going to want to, say, start off in the Magic Kingdom and end your day at Epcot? Or do you just want to do one tick, uh, one park a day? Um, do you want water parks included? Because that can be added on to your tickets as well. So the dynamics for tickets is going to be, it's going to be different for every single family. Because every request that comes into us, no one's going to have the same vacation as the next person. So it's going to really be what is going to be best for you and what's best for your family. A lot of times I do see parents that have smaller kids. Um, they tend to do the one park per day. Because it is exhausting. It's overwhelming. There's a lot to do. But they tend to do that because they bring the little ones back um, because they're just, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're just tired and everything. The adults, um, I do see a lot of pot copper with that because they tend to be the ones that 
want to go to Epcot at night or if one of the other parks is open late at night, they want to do that and everything and maybe have dinner in one of the countries at Epcot. Uh, But every family is going to be different. So it's going to be based on um, how many parks, how many days do you want to spend in the parks? For something, if you're going to go seven, I would do a minimum of four. And to go from a four-day to a five-day, a five-day to a six-day is not that much cost-wise per person. So once you hit that four-day mark with that ticket, to add on extra days, it's very minimal. So it's not going to have a huge impact if you want to say, go up to a six-day ticket for the family. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do a minimum of four days. If they can do yeah. it, start start with the base. We can work from there and get prices on different options for that ticket as well. You also came with it. You had a good point, right? So someone comes to us and they say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Susan's advice and I'm going to do a four-day ticket. And then you get into the planning process and you say, boy, I'd really like to have dinner in Epcot this night, but I have park passes for the studios. Okay, so now let's consider park hopping. Right. Or... Um, you know, my kids love Star Wars and I know that they're going to want to do Rise of the Resistance twice or three times if they can. So let's make sure that we have a fifth day on our ticket so that we can visit that part twice. So again, you're not locked into that ticket. If you book a package, we should make sure we put that out there. When you book a package, you're not locked into that ticket because Correct. you're only paying the deposit on the package. You can change that Correct. ticket at any any time you want to. Yeah. With a with a package, the ticket um, you can change. We can make changes um, up through final payment, and even after final payment, if need be. Um, so that gives you plenty of time. But I have run into where I have a lot of families who would do either a four day or five day, emailing me back saying, "Can you add on an extra day? Can you add an extra day?" Because they want, you know, they're looking at their plans and seeing, "Wow, <laughs> there's going to be a lot that we're going to want to do." So um, we can definitely do that. If you buy standalone tickets with Disney, that is something totally different. It's not part of a package. Those, when you buy them, are non-refundable right when you buy them, and they're date they're they're on a particular date. So you're going to start your ticket on that date. Where in a package, you can use that ticket from the day you check in, depending on how many days to the day you check out, and then the ticket's usually valid a few days beyond that. So, um. But it's better in a package because you don't have to worry about, A, paying it up front, and it's not going to be um, non-refundable immediately. Perfect. All right. So what, this is what I started to say before when I left out tickets. This is sort of the basic ideas of a vacation, right? When you want to go, where do you want to stay? How many tickets do you, want to, do you need because what parks you're going to go to and when? However, with Disney packages, there are also a a number of add-ons that people can do. So talk about what the add-ons are and what your opinion is of when and if people should take those add-ons. Okay, so one of the add-ons is insurance. And insurance is $82.50 per person, per adult, $6 per child. Um, And this will cover you with your Disney portion of your trip. And um, personally, being in the business for 31 years in the travel industry, I've seen it all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and I've been with Dreams for eight years before that. I was storefront, you know, and I'm telling you, I've seen everything happen 
that that could happen. So I always suggest add on the insurance. If you don't add it on with Disney, at least get insurance through another policy or something. But just to have that peace of mind, especially in today's world, um, I think it's just it's a great idea. Uh, but they offer it at a very reasonable rate. So it's we a good to idea be, to add that. I apologize. We used to be, Kevin and I used to be sort of anti-insurance. Why do you need insurance for? What's this a big deal? We're, we're going to go on a vacation. It's going to be fine. And if something happens, we'll be able to financially handle it. And then we hit a season of hurricanes. And it really affected us here in Florida because we were subject to the hurricanes and it, and it prevented us from traveling elsewhere. So having that insurance, you know, if, the, if a cruise is leaving from Seattle, you know, and we say, hey, listen, there's a hurricane where I live, they're going to go, so what? Yeah. Right? Yep. It's not our fault. It's not affecting our ship. It's not. So we, we came to realize later in life that insurance is very, very important because it's not just what can happen to your vacation at the time you're on vacation or before you go is what can happen to you that can right. prevent you from going. Right. Um, and I was going to say one more thing about insurance and what was it going to be? Um, I do want to point out though, that um, what, when COVID hit, none of the insurance companies were covering COVID. So this is something that's important for you to consider when you consider travel insurance, because now Everyone's big concern is, well, what happens if there's another? Kevin, are we keeping you up? Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Sorry, it's very warm here in my window. He's curled up like a cat. <laughs> um, very comfortable chair, not three feet away. So you guys have to be more interesting. All right, we're trying. So with COVID, you know, it became the f- to the forefront of everybody's mind. And we're getting that question a lot. Um, what happens if my trip is canceled because of something like COVID again in the future? Should I buy travel insurance? And what we're saying to folks is you've got to look at the travel insurance. You've got to read it carefully because most, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know of any travel insurance that was covering COVID-related delays. Um, I think that's because most travel providers, everyone I've dealt with, learned how to how to deal with this better this was this was not something that was just happening to you um this was happening to everybody and travel providers realized that if they wanted to stay travel providers they had to help the people that needed help so not covering covid has turned out to be not that big a deal I would tell you pre-existing conditions are a bigger deal. Right. Just sticking with COVID for a second, and I want you to talk about pre-existing conditions. The problem, though, was that you and I, you know, not to insult anyone else who's watching the show, you and I are very savvy. So when things in, in our sphere of travel started to break down, we immediately got on with the, with the airlines. And we immediately got on with wherever we were staying and all of those things. And we were able to talk them through, you know, either refunds or credits or things like that. I think for most people, they want to do a one-stop shop. And they want to say to themselves, okay, if I buy insurance, all that means is I have to go to the insurance company and get my money back. 
So that's why, you know, then it doesn't work that way. We all know it doesn't work that way. So that's why I want to just point out to folks that if you think insurance is going to be covering COVID stuff, it's not. Talk pre-existing conditions for a minute. Try not to say diabetes over and over again, if at all possible. This is an homage to Tracy. Um, (laughs) Most Idea with Adventures by Disney. If you have a pre-existing condition, you are offered the option to buy travel insurance and pay for it within 14 days of booking your deposit. If you do that, pre-existing conditions are covered. If you don't with Adventures by Disney, they are not. And I would suggest you look around and see there are other travel insurance companies. There's a clearinghouse that we all are very, very, um, we're not affiliated with it in any way, but we think it's a good idea. And it's called insuremytrip.com. And all this does is this allows you the option of comparing and contrasting insurance policies. It's And then if you like one, you find one, you go to that insurance company and purchase that policy. Uh, Anytime anybody ever asks me exactly what's covered by insurance, I usually refer them to the insurance company because I, in the past, whatever I have said is wrong. Exactly. The other thing is a lot of times you're dealing with um, people's personal medical stuff. Yeah. And that's really not a travel agent's job. So I would point you, if you have questions, I would provide you with the telephone number of an insurance agency and let you ask your questions of them. So you're getting the information straight from them. Yeah. And if people for Disney World, if they want to take Disney World's vacation, uh, travel protection, and they start asking me questions about it, I simply give them um, a link to it and then a phone number to it because it is underwritten by um, the insurance company, not by us. So I do not, like you, do not want to give them any information that's wrong. So it's not like I'm trying to like shove them away. I'm just pointing them in the right directions to get the most accurate information. Exactly. If you're purchasing insurance through a travel provider, most of the time you are not buying insurance from that provider. They are the go-between between you and an insurance company. Right. It's not the Walt Disney Travel Company insurance policy right. that you're buying. All right. So I don't want to spend too much time on insurance because you can get down a rabbit hole with that. Tracy, <laughs> diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Susan, what is the other add-ons that folks can do to a Walt Disney World vacation? So another add-on they can do is Memory Maker. And this is very popular. Um, this is, um, and I've seen everybody take it, couples, families. It's very, very big with families. This is a way to capture all your photos of your vacation. Um, and you can download them from your My Disney Experience account. And it's a great, great benefit, especially if you tend to like to buy the photos because they do photos on rides. They do photos. You can, you know, do things in the parks with them. They have... These um, extra special photos. I love the one in Star Wars um, over by like the Millennium Falcon where you have baby Yoda and his little crib thing floating next to you. So, um, yeah, they have some really great, great opportunities for you to do the photo. So Memory Maker, it's $169 if you purchase it ahead of time. And we can add that onto the package for you. Really good point. Add it ahead of time. Let your agent add it. Again, you're not paying 
for it right then and there. It's all part of your $200 refundable deposit. Right. And so that it's not an out-of-pocket expense, but um, usually it's cheaper to buy it in advance than when you were there. So uh, do we cover all the add-ons? Yeah, right now those are the add-ons. Um, the dining plan, that's on hold right now. We're hoping maybe 2022 that comes back. But for 2021 right now, um, no information on that. So all of those things we talked about all sort of fall within a different bubble of a way for for you to help us get you the right quote and plan the perfect vacation for you. And that is budget. And what tends to happen is people tend to not want to talk about budget. Um, First of all, sort of talking about that whole money thing makes people nervous. But I think that people are reluctant to tell us or tell a travel agency, hey, my budget is X number of dollars, because they think, well, then we're going to just keep adding stuff and get you to that number. Right. And we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. So explain to folks the importance of communicating with us what your budget is so that we can help them. Right. So I always ask clients when they come and they'll say like they just want a value or this or that, and they really aren't sure what they want to do. A lot of times, and I do this for cruises as well, do you have a budget in mind? Because if you have a budget of $2,000 that you can spend and you're looking at a resort that's costing you $4,000, I'm not helping you at any way. I'm not pointing you in the right direction. I can point you in the right direction when I know that $2,000 is your max. I know what to look at. And I know either how to, if we have to shorten it down to get it into that or to make it. But when you say, even if you said I had a $5,000 budget, I'm not going to go and find a $5,000 hotel for you. No, no, no. no. I'm going to still find, because you can still be a value person that says I have a $5,000 budget. But in order to get that, you might have two kids, two adults, two kids. And you want to, you know, make sure that the way you get to Disney is also included in that, whether you drive take a train or fly. So I'm still going to look at that value resort because this is what interests you the most. So the other thing is you really should be honest with your travel agent. Yeah. Because if you tell us, you know, I want to stay at the Grand Floridian with a magic kingdom view Easter week. And we send you a quote for that. And you know, you sort of keel over backwards. (laughs) People tend to walk away. Right. Right. It shuts everything down. Right. And and we don't want that. No, because we're here to help you book travel. We are commissioned employees and we make a small commission after you travel. Right. So we want you to have the best time. The other thing we want you to do is come back. We like to build that relationship. So if you ask, you know, it would be like me going out and looking for a new car and saying, I want a Ferrari and finding out it's $500,000. And I just think I don't need a new car. I've defeated the purpose. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you're looking to find what works best for you in your price range. And there is nothing wrong with going into the parks with some money in your pocket. So if Susan can save you some dollars and get you a nice hotel and the tickets you want and still have a couple of bucks in your pocket, because Disney's going to find a way to take those bucks (laughs) out of your pocket. Exactly. Yeah. They're very good at that. (laughs) And we talk about this all the time. We mention it over and over again. Our agents are are always going to look for discounts that can be applied to your reservation. So, you know, even if you start out at a $3,000 reservation, that doesn't mean we're going to keep you there. 
it means that we're always going to keep looking for a discount to apply to your reservation. And what might happen is a really great discount may come up, but it might allow you to then bump to a different resort. So maybe you stay about the same amount of money, but you are getting a better resort or a, or a higher level resort or whatever it is, adding memory maker or whatever to your package. Um, so that brings me to one another thing I want to mention too, to help us get you the best quote, make sure we know everything you have that would help you get a good price, that would help you get a discount with Disney. Things like if you're an annual pass holder or a DVC member, or you are in the military, active or retired in the military. Teachers. Of, teachers. Um, unfortunately with Disney, the whole teacher thing doesn't work that great. That's really yeah. a, a swan dolphin thing. But yeah, let us know if you're a teacher because who knows, right? Um, yeah. In the past, there swan has been. are really on Disney property, so they're not, they should never just be, oh, it's the swan dolphin. No, but what I'm saying within is. within walking distance of Epcot also. Yeah, they're great hotels and we sell them and we love them. They're great partners. Though. So I'm just saying is, you know, sometimes people say, well, I'm a, I'm a nurse. Get me that discount at the Grand Floridian. And it just, it doesn't work that way. Right. But again, right. knowing that about you, will help us because if something does come up, it allows us to put that in there. Right. Also, one of the things, one of your best tools for having a great vacation is communication with your agent. Yes. You know, the more tools you give them, the better they are to build, the more able they are to build a better vacation for you. Exactly. Yeah, it's complicated. I, and you have experts at your disposal. Right, and it doesn't cost you anything to use us. Disney has one price to both consumers and agents. Um, so if you go through us, you are getting our concierge service of helping you, guiding you through the whole process, um, and it's not costing you anything at all. So yeah. why not use us <laughs> is my question, you know, because you do. You have the agents here at Dreams, It's in, the knowledge is incredible on all these agents. Um that have been, you know, and some of them come from the travel agent backgrounds. Some of them have started right with dreams, you know, from day one and everything. And the agents here have the knowledge to help guide you through this whole process. The other intangible of having an agent, and it's not something most people even want to think about, but if something goes wrong, it is really good to have an advocate. And I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I just had that with a client and with an ABD client. And all she keeps telling me is she never would have known how to do this. And I was able to fix this for her. There's a, there's a certain level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Comfort. Knowing that you have someone from a very reputable travel agency behind you. Yeah. And it's true. And this, we learned that lesson this year, this past year with COVID, um, how much we played a part in helping these clients get through this. But we also got new clients from it because many of them who have gone to the big box stores like Costco and had a cruise booked (laughs) had issues with everything, you know? And so I've picked up clients that, you know, from other agencies that have this issue and they needed somebody in their corner. So, and that's one of the things we're here. We're in your corner. We want you to have the best vacation possible. Excellent. Yeah. Because we want you to come back. We do. 
Um, and you know what? One of the things that COVID taught us too is that things changed rapidly. So um, the uh, policies and refunds and future cruise credits and all of that stuff was changing by the minute. So and the it fact- still is. <laughs> I was just going to say, don't discount the fact that that's still going on. I think it's done. I'm not going to talk about COVID anymore. It's over. How about you making the calls? It's all back to normal. But but what you also have, too, is you have someone who, because this is our everyday life, we live and breathe this. We are constantly getting the information. Sometimes we get it fast. We get it ahead of our clients. Sometimes our clients get it first, you know, nature of of the business. But we are constantly keeping updated. We keep each other updated and things like that. Good point from Susan. We Our services are completely free to you. We earn our money from the commission that Disney or other travel providers will pay us. So no additional cost to you. After you travel. After you right. travel. And it's also, it's not like, oh, the travel provider says you are booking through Dreams Unlimited Travel. We're going to charge more because we pay them a commission. Nope. It's the exact same price. If a travel agent wants to charge you a service charge for their service, run. look elsewhere. Yeah. You should run. Because there are a lot of agencies, us especially, who are doing all of that complimentary. And then the last thing I want to point out, too, is a lot of folks say, I don't want to use a travel agent because I'm going to lose all control. And I don't want to lose control on the reservation. I'm a planner or I'm type A. What do we say to that, Susan? Okay, those are my favorite kind of clients because um, they get so involved in the planning. And I love that because I, you know, I'm here to help you every step of the way. And I can hold your hand as much as you want, or you can just let me go and say, leave me alone. (laughs) Um, And you're not going to lose control of your reservation. Um, You're still going to be able to, if you want to book your own dining, you can do that. You have your own My Disney Experience account. Um, you can do your own planning if you want. I'm here to help you along the way and to guide you. Um, because, you know, some people might not know how to use my Disney experience account. So, you know, I'm here to help them with that. Some are experts in that, you know, so, but no, you would not lose control. If you want to be the type of person that wants to do the dining and do the daily planning and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just asked Susan to help with the cruise client. And one of his caveats was he still wanted to make his own dining reservations and his own shore excursion Mm -hmm. and was shocked to find out that we were going to let him. Yep. Yep. The only thing is that um, if you want to make a change to your reservation, that would affect the price. That is something that has to go through us. So if you're looking to change dates or people or staterooms or anything like that, that has to go through the agency, has to go through your agent and payments have to go through us. And what happens is explain, I'll explain payments. They go through Dreams Unlimited Travel to the company that you're booked with. So for example, with Disney, we take the payment, we apply it directly to your reservation with Disney. We do not charge your card. Some agencies do that. They hold your money and then at the end, pay your reservation off. We do not, whatever you give us, we pay Disney. You can make the deposit and the final payment at the appropriate time, or you can make incremental payments where let's say, you know, you want to pay $200 a, a week or a couple hundred bucks a month just to pay off that vacation. We'll accept those payments and get them to Disney as well. I also I have a lot of plans. 
I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I have a lot of clients that like to do that, especially families um, that are traveling. They want to be able to pay it down as they go along so they don't have that big chunk at the Budget. end and everything. So, yeah. I also would like to make um, call out our payment team. If you yeah. submit payment, our payment team does its very, very best to make that payment as soon as possible. You know, we're bound by Disney's hours of operation and things like that. But our, we have a crack payment team, and they try and make your payment as soon as possible to the provider. They, the provider charges your card. Dreams Unlimited Travel never holds your money. And that should give you a feeling of safety. If something happened to Dreams Unlimited Travel, your money is with the travel provider. So your reservation is completely safe with them. Again, let your agent know. You can put it in the quote form in our little comment box, or you can write to them directly once you get a quote and let them know exactly what you are looking for out of your vacation. As much help as you want, as little help as you want. Um, you know, the more you communicate, the easier this will be for both of you. Right. If yes. you're only interested in using us because you want that discount checking, that's fine. You can certainly do that. We have a lot of folks who do that. But again, as much or as little as you want, you will not lose control of your reservation, especially because Disney has made it easy to do things like making your park pass. And with my Disney experience, dining and all of that has become much easier. Um, and I will say this too. We've even started with having someone helping them install my Disney experience, creating an account, loading it onto their phone. So that's sort of, you know, even that level of service we will provide and help you get going from that start. Right. The whole process for the My Disney Experience is super, super easy. And to link a reservation, it's the reservation number, the last name it was put under, and bam, it's there. We have everybody linked up. Um, and it's a good way to for them, for the clients too, because remember, when you get to Disney, you're going to be on your own down there as far as when you're in the park to see uh, wait times and everything. So to play around with the My Disney Experience account is a great idea beforehand, um, just so you can kind of get a feel for it. So when you're down there, you're going to be more proficient in the parks and everything. And I will say that I think learning something new, even though we think it's easy, it's always easier when someone who knows what they're doing helps you. Right. Exactly. So if you want our help, we're here to give you our help. And if you don't want to make your own dining reserve reservations around park passes, that's what Susan's for. <laughs> right. We can do the dining reservations, the actual park passes, park reservations, I should say, has to be done through the client because they have to agree to a COVID agreement with Disney. Gotcha. So that's the only thing that we can't do right now. And again, very simple. Disney's made that an extremely easy process. You know, you can check before you book your vacation to see if park passes are available so that you don't all of a sudden pay for your reservations and go, oh, shoot, you know, three of my four days are blocked out. So you can look at that in advance without committing to a, a date. But you have to have the reservation and a ticket to make a park pass. What else do we want folks to know that, that we can help them book and plan the perfect vacation? You know, it basically comes down to, like Kevin said, it's communication. 
between the client and myself. The more information you can give me of what you're looking for or what your expectations are out of this vacation, the better off we're both going to be because I'm going to be able to fill in the blanks there and say that this is the resort that is probably going to work best for you. The number of days in the parks that are going to work best for you. Um, And each family is totally different. Um, There's not going to be two of the same. So, you know, it's just that communication. And I encourage people to email me, you know, like all the time, because I start with the quote right away and I'll email the client because I want that conversation and that dialogue to open up. And I want them to email me back saying, well, what about this? Or I heard about that. Or no, we only want this many days. That's fine. You know, just, you know, email me back. I'm glad to adjust it. Because again, it's your vacation and we want to make it the best we can. Exactly. I will have uh, Susan's email address, email address up several times during the show. So if you're watching us, you've seen it. But in case you're just listening to us, we have a lot of folks who just listen to our podcast. It's Susan, S-U-S-A-N, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Um, or you can write to me, John, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll be happy to get you to Susan or somebody else. Or Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, and I'll just ignore you. I was just going to say, he'll just send it to Susan, no matter what it yeah. is. <laughs> I also want to point out one last thing before we go. I know we're running out of time, but the things we talked about today, we specifically focused on Walt Disney World, but you can easily say this for, across everything we sell, Universal, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, anything that Dreams Unlimited Travel sells. This is basically the same idea. Communicate with us. More information, the better. Fill out a form that provides us with all the details we need, and we will take it from there. And we are going to do things that um, are really to your benefit. We're going to help you plan a vacation. We're going to make you your budget work so that it, it works for you and not necessarily for us or for us making the most money. At no cost to you. That's right. <laughs> no obligation to you, no cost to you. All right. Thank you guys very much for helping me with this conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.